I recently switched out my winter wardrobe with my summer clothes. Do you do this too? Each time I have the opportunity to take stock of what I have, what I use, what I need to donate, and what gaps I'd like to fill. One of the funnest ways I've loved to fill those gaps is through Armoire, a clothing rental membership that can help you build the perfect summer wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your online closet. The styles show up to your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles that help fill those wardrobe gaps without the major investment or commitment. For my first case from Armoire, I chose mostly summer dresses from Bowdoin, a brand I can't typically afford, and the chicest double-breasted black blazer from Paige that has honestly surprised me in its versatility. I have loved having more options in my summer wardrobe without the pressure of keeping them forever, and I've already been building out my online closet with Armoire, so I know what I want for my next case. For you expecting mamas, those working or style obsessed who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 227, The Best Failures I Had and Lessons Learned in 2019. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I am here to guide you toward living the life you want. Each week, you'll hear interviews and teachings on how to balance self-development with self-acceptance. Listen in and join our community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. First, a very, very Merry Christmas to you. This is being released on Christmas Day, and I just want you to know how grateful I am for each and every one of you who take the time to listen to this show, to share it, and to give me feedback on what you're learning and, and, and things that I can do better too. I really, really appreciate every single member of this community and that I'm so, so lucky to be doing this and to have this podcast for now over three years, which thrills me to even think about. On your Christmas day, I was hoping that you were also thinking about 2019 and reflecting back on your year. And when we do that, we can have this tendency, and I know I do, to look at things with a failure filter. We look back and we only can see the failure instead of the successes. And I was doing that myself as I was nearing uh, producing these episodes and I was thinking about 2019 
and I was honestly feeling pretty darn discouraged about all of my efforts this year, both personally and professionally and even spiritually and with my relationships. It just felt like I kept hitting plateaus or not even uh, walls. I felt like I was jumping off cliffs in terms of the progress I was seeking and working so hard towards. But I was, as I was preparing these episodes, I had to look back, really look back on 2019. And as I did that, I realized this failure filter was getting in the way of me seeing the successes. And honestly, all the successes, the lessons I've learned came from the failures too. So for today on this Christmas day, I want to share with you what my biggest failures were this year. And they range all over the place between personal and spiritual and relationship. And yes, with this podcast too, and its community. Um, And from those failures, the lessons I learned. Um, And I'm sure you can hear someone in the background here snorting away. That's my four-year-old being he is, that's his little pseudonym here, but he's just laying in my bed and snorting away because he's had a stuffed nose for a few weeks. Um, um, Yes. And a little cough too. So don't mind him in the background. This is what we've got to do today. But I really hope what you take away from this episode today is that you're not a failure. And that instead of looking through things with this failure filter, instead, I want you to see how those failures have taught you things you wouldn't have learned otherwise and how that in and of itself is an amazing success. Before we launch into me sharing my failures and successes, let's share two announcements from our community board. As you're listening to this, it should be the end of December, which also means we are nearing the end of us being able to sign up for the online Rediscover You workshop. This is the workshop I have taught many times in person, but you have requested that this be moved online. And so that's what I'm doing here. Now, I know that you have a lot going on during this period, but I'm telling you that there is no better time than the beginning of a new year and a new decade to really refine who you are and why maybe you got lost a little bit along the way and to get the clarity that you need to have confidence in your life and to feel like you are living with purpose. Also, part of this workshop is leaving with a plan, the do something plan where you can leave the workshop and actually do something with what you learn in order to come back to who you are, to rediscover who you are. You will not leave empty handed from this online workshop. I'm offering two different sessions that you can choose from. One is January 4th and the other is January 10th. And again, you need to sign up soon for that. You can go to aboutprogress.com slash workshop to find way more details and to reserve your spot. I will only be teaching this workshop one time all of 2020. So many of you have emailed me and messaged and said that you wanted to attend the live in-person workshops, but this was the only way you could attend the workshop. It's still live. It's still over the internet. It's not a replay. It's still very participatory, Um, but it's the only time I'm also teaching all of 2020. So don't wait. If this has been something that you really wanted to do in the past, now's the time. 2020 is going to have a few changes with About Progress, and one of them is we are going to launch a membership site that is exclusive for the progressors in this community, and it is called the Messy Middle Club, and this is where you can seek accountability, inspiration, and community. Every single day, you will you will hear from me, whether it's inspirational quotes or advice, and we'll have uh, twice a month coaching calls. We're going to have weekly lives, um, a personal 
Development Book Club, and so much more. This is all just the beginning stages though, and it will be the only place where you can access the monthly progress plan that originally was free all of 2019. It's not going to be a part of this membership site. Eventually, this will cost $5 to $10 a month, but for right now, for the foreseeable future, we are going to only do this $1 a month, and that's because it's our beta launch of the group, meaning it's our trial period where we are really going to be experimenting. We're getting in the messy middle of figuring out what is the best way to serve this community at a higher level. So if you've enjoyed the podcast and you love learning, but you know you need a group to go to, you need the support, you need more handholding, which is okay, or you need people to report to, and you need to just find your people, this is where it will be. To sign up for the beta launch of the membership site, The Messy Middle Club, go to the link in my profile, or sorry, in the show notes, and then you can be alerted for when that's opening, which will be very, very soon. I'm so excited about it, very eager to serve this community in better ways. The podcast is free, and Instagram is free. There's so much that I do to try to serve you with all my heart and soul, but this is one of those things that will take it to the next level for sure. I talked about this in a growth spurt, I think last month or maybe the month before when I was teaching that free procrastination class and it was so fun to do that. So we're going to do that again soon. Um, but one of the people that I was coaching as part of that call said that I don't like to learn from failure. And my response to that was then you don't like to learn. Well, friends, I have definitely had to learn the hard way this year that that applies to me too. If I really like to learn, I need to embrace that failure is going to be a part of that. And since I fell on my face so many times this year, I would like to share what those failures were for me and the lessons I learned from it. We're going to start backwards. We're going to start with my third um, lesson and the failures that taught me that. So I'm going to start with each one of these, sharing the lesson I learned, and then I'll share the failures that helped inspire that. Sorry, Bean just dropped a book on the side whenever he's done. So he's just going to keep checking those and we're going to keep going along here. The third most important lesson that I learned in 2019 is to serve, serve in all caps and to be myself. I have had a hard time this year being myself in terms of the podcast and things I'm putting out there. Um, And that's because I have struggled to not have people reflect back my value. I've had a hard time valuing myself and being myself because of the stakes that I have on this show. To be super transparent with you, this has been an incredible hobby for years, but it's taking so much, so much work and effort. And we're at the point in our family where it literally needs to pay off and it needs to pay for some things that are coming up in our family. Um, some things I've alluded to in the past that I'm not getting super specific about, but um, we, we, we need these funds. And because of that, my heart's on the line. Um, everything I've poured into it has just felt more heavy and serious. And because of that, I think the failures I've had, for an example, with a podcast in the community, as the past few months, my engagement has fallen a lot, which is something that I have been very proud about for years that we are a small community, but mighty, that people show up and they they comment and they engage with each other. They engage with me. I had high engagement in ways that meant so much to me because, again, those numbers didn't bring me anything money wise. It just reflected back the value that I thought I was bringing there. Um, but when that engagement fell, I really felt like I had a hard time I'm showing up more to my space, both with the podcast and Instagram and all of that, because I was worried about 
I, I had so much at stake here, meaning I had so much more on the line, it felt like. So I, I definitely took myself a little bit too seriously in the things I was doing. Um, and I learned that instead of serving people, I was asking them to serve me by reflecting back my value, meaning I wanted people to show me that maybe myself was okay and that I was doing a good job. And that was unfair of me to do that. I lost sight of my purpose here a little bit, of my desire to serve, which was working really well for a few years when I wasn't demanding that it pay off, but we're at that point where it literally needs to. Um, And I lost sight of that a little bit, not in terms of getting stuck on how am I going to make money? What can I share to make money? I still have been very true to my purposes when it's come down to that and trying to serve you, but not with the the full heart behind it. What, What can I do to really serve the community here? What can I really do to over deliver and really serve their needs? And that is what I'm going to double down on for 2020 is just serving the heck out of the community and in the process, being myself. Um, I am definitely a little sassy, maybe a sassier than you think I am. I actually have more of a sense of humor than you think I did too. Um, And you know what? I need to kind of let that out a little bit more. So I hope to be more myself this year and to serve you without needing you to reflect it back to me. Um, And with that, I've also had some failures within my own relationships with my family, my spouse, and my neighbors is this need to serve them better and in the process relax a little more and not be so urgent about trying to please. Um, An example here is with my little family. We've gotten to that point where some of my kids have really needed me to step up and be an advocate for them. And I've, I've realized I have to do that. They, they literally need me to do this. And I, I decided this is one of the ways I can serve serve my family, being myself, being a little bit sassy, using my sense of humor, and still being an advocate for my kids in the ways that they need. Um, it's, it's just been a good way for me to reframe the failures I felt when I look back and I thought, well, maybe I should have stepped up sooner, or maybe I should have pushed back more on this teacher or this specialist and like all these things. I had those little failures all along the way um, that I realized I need to do better. Same with my husband too. I tend to be one of those people that once I start working, I can't turn off easily. My brain is going a lot. And that's because I'm so passionate about what I am doing here. There's a lot of good about that. But I do realize that in the process of trying to serve a lot of other people, I have lost sight of serving the people right in my home sometimes. Um, And again, it's not all lost. It's not all or nothing here. It wasn't like I failed completely in this regard, but there are things that I want to be better at in serving my closest people to me, my kids, my spouse, my friends, which I'm a terrible, I'm kind of terrible at, honestly, being in in real life friend. I want to serve people better and be myself in the process. That one was a little bit more ambiguous in terms of what the exact failures um, were that went behind that, but I have more coming for you with this next lesson. My second one is, my second best lesson is that it is okay to be a slow grow. I've been very frustrated lately with this lifelong lesson I've had that I will always grow slowly. I have never been an overnight success. I've never grown overnight besides like physically. And if we're thinking about everything from 
learning how to dance and flute and even school and relationships and even things now as an adult that are so frustrating for me, changing my habits, showing up better for my marriage, um, increasing my spirituality. Everything I've done has seemed to take a tremendous amount of work compared to others. And I'm a hard worker and I like to I like to work and I can be really determined and stubborn and not quit. But I can also be very disheartened when I don't get what I want, which is honestly seemingly all the time. <laughs> That's how it's felt. That's how it's felt throughout my entire life, but especially this year. And honestly, it really hurts. It really hurts sometimes to see all the effort I'm putting in, both with my habits and this community and my relationships, and not see the growth that I am so aching for. Some of the failures that have gone with that, um, for me, including the, the, the not getting the success I wanted, let's talk about the progress program, Rehaul. When I did that one, I, I spent a whole month, I took off the podcast, I took off Instagram, which is a huge thing to let go of because of my commitment to rehaul the program and make it exactly what I want, a 12-week program that is um, really good at building on each other, like each topic builds off of each other and the support is there and all of that. Anyway, I worked an entire month on it and I was so proud of it and really um, sure of its purpose and sure of its value. And I imagined that I would easily be able to enroll 30 people, no problem. But that definitely was not the case. I enrolled 20, which was more than I thought for a while. I was only, you know, getting 10, which still, to me, I did my best to really be grateful for that 10. But this is just an example of all the work that went into something. And by the way, I had been coaching for over a year prior to that. So I had been working on creating what I wanted for a long time. It wasn't just like given one month, that was the refining month. But it was hard for me to see that I wasn't getting this overnight success that I see others get when they launch coaching programs. Um, but I, but as I have just finished that round with this incredible group of the progress program, and that's not launching again yet, the doors will be open in a month or two. Um, so I'm not even trying to pitch that right now. But as I just finished my last coaching call with them this week, and I looked on the, on my computer and saw all the faces of those women staring back at me. And, and although the numbers weren't what I wanted originally, the women who showed up were exactly what I had been looking for. And the lessons we learned together were irreplaceable. And I was again reminded that it is okay to be a slow grow. It is painful. It hurts. There are lessons that honestly, I wish I could have skipped on. But at the same time, those are the lessons that will continue on and help me get through the next phase, through the next growth period, to the next line upon line that I am working on, both within myself and um, with what I'm doing with the podcast. Another example of a slow grow for me, since the beginning of the year, you have heard me talk about working on my sleep habits. We had an incredible sleep therapist on, Chris Lee Lawler, and we created a free uh, sleep makeover too that you can still access if you'd like um, by going to aboutprogress.com slash free. And this has been a habit 
well, I know it's been like years and years of trying to work on this and doing well and then not doing well, doing well, then not doing well. And life happens. And I'm learning that that's going to be a part of anything that is worthy of working on and improving on. But my sleep habits have been one of those things. It has not been like a month long process where I'm suddenly asleep in bed by 1030 and waking up at 545 like I want. And for many of those, um, these months, I was thinking, man, I'm not getting anywhere with this. Even though I keep trying to set my alarms earlier in the night to have more of a nighttime routine, it just felt like I wasn't getting anywhere. But now at the end of the year, I can tell you that I have a solid nighttime routine. And although I'm not perfectly executing it each night, all those slow little growths that I've been working on, those small steps have led to me being better. Am I exactly where I want to be? No, I'm not. I want to be asleep by 10 and awake by 5.30. But the fact that I'm usually asleep by 11 now and that I'm waking up consistently at 6 is a huge progress. And it's also reflective of the many small ways I have worked on this habit throughout an entire year. And yes, it was frustrating, But friends, I think that that honestly takes more courage. One of the people on our progress call, one of my clients said last night that sometimes the smaller actions take even more courage or are even harder than the big actions. And I agree with her. And I also want to add to that, that that is what makes lasting growth, the courage to work on things small, small and slowly, that takes even more courage because we we are refusing to believe the lie that the big actions will lead to overnight success because they don't. And if they do, they come at a huge cost. Something else has been sacrificed in the process of that that maybe we shouldn't be sacrificing. So I want to encourage you to have the courage, <laughs> encourage you to have the courage you need to do the small steps that will lead to the outcomes you want eventually. I want you to have the courage you need to slowly work on yourself so that the effects of what you are doing is longer lasting or are longer lasting. That's what I've been living out. And again, I want to emphasize it's messy and it's hard and it's all over the place. But consistency, this is part of the lesson too of being a slow grow, consistency trumps everything and not perfect consistency, but consistently trying, messily trying, making mistakes and trying that trumps everything. That trumps the huge actions. That trumps going to bed at nine in the at night and waking up at four one day of the month. Okay. So going to bed at 1030 and waking up at 630 instead of your desired times is still better than only doing it once or twice a month. Consistently trying trumps everything. So this year has definitely felt like a year of clawing my way through things. Um, and, and I am seeing, though, this lesson here that I am going to do my best to anchor into that courage that being a slow grow is, means I'm still growing and that I'm still getting somewhere more amazing than I could believe in. And when I think back on my recovery with my eating disorders and for years being convinced that my progress was nothing, I can tell you now that 13 years into my recovery, I am a different person completely. But the only way I got there was by growing so slowly, sometimes painfully, sometimes achingly slow. But because of that, I am a real different person in a sustainable way that I know I can continue to growing to continue to grow in the ways I want to and need to now. 
Let's take a quick break here to talk about our sponsor this month, which is Monk Manual. Monk Manual is my favorite planner system. It is a month, monthly, weekly, and daily planner system in a three-month increment, but I usually let are a, I'm usually able to stretch mine into four months long. Now, I told you my little guy is laying in the bed behind me and he just said to me, Mama, I like that you work, which made me so happy because what I hope he's seeing is that mom divides her time. When I'm working for that hour or two a day and he's usually at preschool or doing his quiet time when he's not sick, he knows I'm doing that and all the rest of the time I am with him. What has helped me divide my time and better prioritize what I am doing each day is Monk Manual. Now this is something I have made a part of my nightly routine that I kind of talked about earlier and I know that it can take some time to make this a habit but I want you to try. They actually have some free uh, papers or printables that you can have on monkmanual.com to try out their planner system a little bit first, which I would highly recommend. But when you do get this manual, I want to recommend that you try to only implement one part of it at a time and slowly make it a part of your routine. And when you are able to do that, I promise you that you will be able to better prioritize your time, divide it according to those priorities, and better show up in full ways than you could have otherwise. Monk Manual has given us an incredible discount code that will last through January 15th of 20% off with the code about progress. That's one word, all caps about progress. Go to monkmanual.com and, and make your order. And I highly recommend getting the bundle options, which means you can layer the 20% off with the bundle discounts as well. Again, that's monkmanual.com and use the code about progress for 20% off. And if you're listening to this after January 15th, don't worry, you can still use that code for 10% off. It's time to share my biggest lesson of 2019, and that is the power of belief, believing. Now, this is something I really feel strongly about with my faith. I don't know like anything with my personal faith, but I believe in it. I really believe. And I've had to apply this to myself. I don't have to know that what I'm doing is perfect and that everyone's going to love it, um, that I'm going to be a success. But I have to believe that my growth is possible, that my success is possible, and that I can help others and support my family in the process. So to reframe this lesson, it's this. The most important person to believe in you is yourself. Comparison drags us down. So when we look to others to believe in us and we don't see it or we only see other people succeeding, it drags us down. And I've gotten caught in that, friends, so much. Believe in yourself that matters more than anyone else. Here's a failure that helped inspire that. Last year in 2019, but I applied in 2018 to Altitude Summit to speak there. And I only saw about the deadline the night of the deadline. And so I quickly put a pitch together and sent it in. And I was shocked to be accepted as a speaker. Attending that conference really was transformative to my own confidence and and this podcast and the community. I learned so much, so very much. And I left knowing I want to do this again next year and I want to speak again next year. So months leading up to the pitch time, I was brainstorming my pitch. I was coming up with exact points. I worked on my copy for it, meaning my writing for it. And I did my best to really deliver 
three incredible pitches for Altitude Summit on three separate topics, including Podcast You with my business partner, Rachel Nielsen. And they were good. And I submitted them with a lot of confidence that I was going to get in again. And a month passed. There were a lot of submissions, over 1,400. And I got three separate emails telling me, thank you very much, but no. Thank you very much, but no. Thank you very much, but no. I didn't get in to speak an Altitude Summit this year. And ironically for me, it was the time that I had worked even harder to be um, to be accepted. Now, here's the moment, though. That was a failure. But this is where I'm proud of myself because I did not let that failure filter be in control of how I felt about what I offered. I still believed in my pitches and what I brought to the table. I still believed in myself and I didn't allow that rejection to reflect back something that I know I didn't need to believe, didn't need to believe about myself, that I was dumb, that I didn't know what I was talking about, that I was a terrible speaker, that nobody cares. So that's one of those times where I did, I was able to, with that failure, learn, wow, how much different does it feel to still believe in myself anyway? And it felt good. It felt good to know that I still believed in myself, regardless of this rejection. Okay, here is another failure, though, that I did not deal so so well with. Um, I did my last live Rediscover You workshop in in Utah during November, which is a, a really busy month. And that probably was a mistake to do it so close to the holiday season. And I did my first party. I booked somewhere really, really special. I wanted the vibe to be really unique. I really wanted to spoil the woman who attended both the workshop and the party. And I knew so, so well that what I was teaching was really good. Um, but I, I thought that I would for sure have 45 women attend the workshop and I would for sure have maybe 70 people attend the party. So I planned for those things and I worked my tail off for two months to prepare this workshop and the party and to sell the spots. The day of the workshop, I had 30 women, incredible women. And that night I had 50 people, 20 plus of whom I had invited and weren't paying for tickets. So I, I had talked about this earlier, um, I think this month or the end of November, and I shared that I had lost um, some, some hundreds of dollars. Well, it was a lot more than that. In fact, if you do the math, it can range between um, like $900 to like $1,300 and $1,400 if you count the travel and the, and the bags that I bought that were supposed to last more than just the workshop. But I digress. That was hard leading up to that day. I fell for the failure filter then. I let it make me think that I shouldn't believe in myself, that what I'm doing is dumb, that it doesn't matter, that nobody cares, and that I have no business doing any of this, and that I'm going to continue to fail, and that people are going to continue to not show up the way I expect them to. I fell for it, friends, and I was really low about it and really frustrated and sad, really sad. Because again, I know what I'm offering is good, but I don't believe in myself being able to be successful for it. The day of though, and I did a lot of work on this, a lot of work in my mind and in my heart leading up to it. My baby didn't sleep the entire night, the night before he was so sick. Thankfully, my dad's a doctor. And so he and my mom took really good care of him during the day with the workshop and the party but I did my darndest to believe in myself. 
and to show up with that belief anchored deep inside me for that workshop that I was going to do my best to be there anyway and to 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 deliver the best workshop I ever could for this woman and the best party. And I'm telling you that that workshop was the best one I've ever, ever taught. And it reminded me every single minute of it that that is exactly what I was supposed to be doing and that I was good at it and that the women there were good and learning too. And that I was able to anchor in that party too of meeting so many of you and being able to have fun together and really be present. It reminded me of the importance of belief again. I could have gone throughout that whole day still feeling like a failure and feeling like nobody cared and that I was never going to be successful and that all the work I had done didn't pay off literally. But instead, it felt so different. It felt fulfilling. It felt beautiful. It felt like full circle moments. And it felt like the push again to keep going. And two, in the process, believe in my innate value that I I like to talk about so much and believe in what I'm offering. (sighs) That was a tough lesson, though. It was a tough lesson. Another important thing that I've, um, a failure I've learned from is, is, um, the swimming. (laughs) Now I have worked on this for years and I'm sure you're sick of hearing about it, but friends, I'm a terrible swimmer. I was, and I worked on it for three years now, once a week for 20 minutes this year though, it was a little tougher for me to stay committed to that. And I went into the pool often hating it and just not believing that it was even helping, um, Last Saturday, I went and swam and it was terrible. I really felt like, man, I'm the worst swimmer and I don't know why I keep doing this to myself and it's no fun and I just want to choke the entire time. Like it's hard for me to not panic and it went pretty terribly and I got out right at 20 minutes because it said 20 minutes and I was out of there. Now, this past Saturday, I went and again, I did my, my best to work on my belief about it. I am a hard worker. I am really working hard at learning how to swim. And this matters. And this is important. Even if nobody cares and I'm never going to be an Olympic swimmer, it still matters. And I'm telling you that I was a different swimmer that day. And I was able to swim for 30 minutes. And I was able to see like, I am powerful and I am strong. And it really mattered um, to me to be able to do that and complete that that day. And I know that's kind of a trite example, but I still hope that it holds water for you, that these little things that we are doing to push ourselves, we have to believe that they matter and that it is worth the effort in order to keep going and to feel better about it. Because we can do the same things and feel discouraged and down, or we can feel excited about how we are pushing ourselves and proud of the courage that we are taking on to face them. Well, those are my three lessons. Again, I'm going to repeat them. Number three, serve and be yourself along the way. Second, it's okay to be a slow grow. And and number one, the power of believing in yourself more than knowing that what you're doing is right, more than relying on other people to tell you that what you're doing is right, more than being a success even and being good at something is the importance and the power of believing that it matters anyway. Friends, that's what I want for you. I want you to believe that you matter and that you are important. And I hope with all my heart 
that you will attend the online version of the workshop. Now, here's the thing, you guys, I'm anchored into my belief and I know this is a powerful workshop. And the great thing is, is that there's no overhead cost for me. So I'm going to serve there if there's five or if there's 30 in each session or more. But I want you there because I know the power and the transformation this can have to help you re-anchor into who you are and your and and how you are full of purpose and that you matter and that you're important. If you want to feel that way, attend the online Rediscover You workshop. You can go to aboutprogress.com slash workshop to learn more and also be a part of our beta launch of the Messy Middle Club. And you're hearing all the mess here for me, uh, my personal life and professional life this year. And I hope that gives you courage to get messy too and do it with your group of people who are ready to do it alongside you and who want to do something with the things they learn here on the show and really try and show up in their lives in different ways. You can do that by going to link in my my show notes for you. And finally, it's almost time for the Dear Progressor episode. Will you please submit something for 2019? What are your best ofs? You can go to aboutprogress.com slash be on the show to learn how to submit your progressor note for our last episode of each month where we hear from real progressors living out what they are learning on the show and what they have to teach us that maybe we never ever heard of. I love that episode and I love to hear from you. Friends, I'm honored that you would listen to me this day and that you'd listen to my rambling and my child coughing in the background and snorting. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you for being here and for making 2019 a hard but amazing year. I love you. That's it for today, friends. Keep growing. And remember, life is about progress, not perfection. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.